0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا بالقاسم القاسم المستفع محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف. Alhamdulillah, yesterday we talked about revelation of the Quran and that in particular it happened in Laylatul Qadr and we said that the Quran has been revealed in two different ways once in a gradual process which took about 23 years and another one was as a whole and this by itself may have happened more than once once from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Baytul Ma'mur or from Arsh to Baytul Ma'mur another time to the Prophet because we have different Hadith and all can be correct so in Laylatul Qadr we have the revelation of the Quran as a whole all the Qur'an was revealed in one night. And then we talked about which night is Laylatul Qadr. Of course, according to the Qur'an itself, it is in the month of Ramadan. Because the Qur'an says in one place that Qur'an was revealed in the month of Ramadan, شَهْرُ Ramadan, الَّذِي أُنزَلَ فِيهِ Another place says it was revealed in Laylatul Qadr. Which night? We don't know, according to the Qur'an. And according to the hadith 19 or 21st or 23, and then we mentioned that 21 and 23 are more likely, and 23 is the most likely one. Of course, for our Sunni brothers, they mostly think that it is 27. So now we want to understand more what is happening in Laylatul Qadr. According to the Quran, Laylatul Qadr has some qualities and also some events happen in Laylatul Qadr. Two qualities are mentioned for Laylatul Qadr in the Quran as far as we can understand. One is that it is a blessed night. أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةَ So this is a blessed night. And blessing or barakah in Arabic means a kind of good which does not stop. It's growing. Normally in Arabic when they say "baraka," means a goodness which grows, which increases, which remains. So when, for example, water, for example, if it's rain, so when rain comes and water remains in a place, then we have birka, which is like oasis. So, the water which is remaining there and later can be used, this is called barakah, from the same root. And barakah is a kind of goodness which is remaining, which is going to endure, which even grow. So, therefore, sometimes you see that you have the same amount of money, one of them has barakah, the other one doesn't have barakah. The one which has barakah, you can do many things with that. The one which doesn't have barakah will be spent quickly and you don't realize what has happened to it. Sometimes two people have the same salary, but you see one of them is much better off, the other one you know, is always suffering. It's not necessarily because... For example, one of them is better in management. Sometimes there is barakah in certain money or in certain knowledge. Two people have the same education. One of them is so blessed that trains lots of students, has lots of books, very successful. One of them, even his own family don't appreciate him. So, barakah is something special. Or, if you look at, for example, you know... Uh, The Lady Fatima, salamallah alayha. From one lady, we have many, many things. We have imams, all, you know, 11 imams from Lady Fatima. And we have, mashallah, so many sayyids from, all from Lady Fatima. And there were many other ladies in Mecca or Medina, but you don't have that much, you know, progeny for them. Allah has given this kothar to the Prophet and so much barakah in this lady. So, this concept of barakah is a very important concept in the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that certain people and certain places are mubarak, are blessed. For example, when Allah refers to the story of... Mi'raj of the Prophet in Surah Isra. Uh, says, May Allah be glorified the one who took his servant in night from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa in Jerusalem why آياتنا, to show him some of our signs and when Allah talks about Masjid al-Aqsa says alladhi barakna hawlah around that mosque he is very blessed not only because it is blessed because the very fertile land that, you know, is one of the most fertile lines of the world, is that area in Palestine. But spiritually also blessed. That is a place that many prophets have been there, and that is a place that from there, the prophet went to heaven for Mi'raj. So Allah took him from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa, and then from there... Mi'raj started because the journey had two sides. One was in this planet, one was from Masjid al-Aqsa to heaven. Or for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Prophet Isa Allah Salam. One of the things that Prophet Isa says is Wajalani Mubarakan Ainama Kunt. Allah has made me mubarak means blessed and a source of blessing wherever I am. He was blessing for people, whether he was in, in his home or outside, in traveling, no matter. He was always Mubarak. And Imam Sadiq alayhi salam says, Mubarak means nafa'an. Nafar comes from nafa'an, means benefit. He was beneficial. He was beneficial for People and Allah also says about the Quran that this is Kitabun Mubarakun. Quran is a book which is very blessed. All the blessings come from God. Okay, so Laylatul Qadr has also this quality. This is a very blessed night, and this is extra to the blessing that the whole month of Ramadan has. Because the whole month of Ramadan is also blessed. Because the Prophet said, Wal The month of Allah has come and brought with itself blessing of Allah and mercy and forgiveness. On top of that, the night of Qad by itself is very blessed. This is one quality. The other quality is... Mentioned in Surat Qadr, this last one is Surat Dukhan, the next one is Surat Qadr. Salamun hiya hatta matla'il fajr. This is the night which is peace, the night of peace. It doesn't say peaceful, it says peace, it's more than being peaceful. Sometimes something is peaceful, but it doesn't make other things at peace but this is the night that has the ability to make everyone feel peaceful and this continues hatta matla' al-fajr even up to the time of fajr including fajr because in arabic there is a difference between illa and hatta if i say the classic example is sirtu min al-madinah al-basra I traveled from Medina to Basra. If I say El Al Basra means I didn't enter Basra, up to Basra. When I say Hatta Al Basra means I entered Basra. So it says Salamun hiya Hatta al Fajr. Means even al Fajr is included. So this peacefulness continues and includes also the time of Fajr. And therefore you remember yesterday the Hadith which said when you want to do Ihya, and revive the Laylatul Qadr, do it till it becomes bright. Hatta Nur, when you see the light of the sun. So these are two important qualities. Mubarak and salam for Laylatul Qadr. What happens in Laylatul Qadr? The Quran says that in Laylatul Qadr, something happens continuously, and something happened in a particular time. What happens continuously is تَنَزَّلُ This happens every year. The angels and the spirit descend. Tanazzalu, Which was tatanazzalu, To make it shorter, it said tanazzalu. This shows continuity, because the verb is for the present tense, and in Arabic, present tense shows continuity. l-malaikatu ruḥ Means this is something which is happening every Laylatul Qadr, that the angels and Ruh, they descend, بِإِذْنَ ربهم, of course, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, And when they descend, they bring all the affairs. In Surah Dukhan also Allah says, "Fiha yufraq kullu amran hakim." Refers to the same thing. In Laylatul Qadr, every firm decision is made. Every firm affair is decided, is detailed. So, this is what happens in every Laylatul Qadr. And Laylatul Qadr is not just in one particular year or some years. It's in all different years. And inshallah, I mention some hadith later. And something happened in that particular Laylatul Qadr. And that was the revelation of the Qur'an. qadr So, two qualities, Barakah and Salam, and two events. One is an ongoing event, and one is which happened in that particular Laylatul Qadr, and that is the revelation of the Qur'an. So, now we want to understand these things, inshallah, more about the events. According to the hadith. In every year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides what is going to happen over that year, because Laylatul Qadr is the beginning of the year. So what is going to happen till end of that year in Laylatul Qadr? And this is a real mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you know why? Because your affairs are decided in the best time. You know, sometimes, for example, if you have a case in the court, you are very worried. Maybe today the judge is angry, had problem with his wife, and now he's angry. (laughs) Or maybe he didn't find a car park and, you know, had a struggle. So, you are worried. What is the condition of this judge, you know? And it very much, you know, can be different. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when wants to make decisions for us, part of it is us, part of it is about other people, the role of angel, the role of Waliyullah, the Hujjah of Allah. So, Allah has said, let's choose. The most peaceful time and the most blessed time in which the affairs of my people are decided. This is the best opportunity. The time which is peaceful, the time which is very blessed, and the time which the satans are chained up, the gates of heaven are open. So, it's the best time for having everything Planned and decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On top of that, Allah has planned it in the way that before we come to that particular day, we have made good relation with Him. We have managed to inshallah get forgiveness from Allah, have done some a'mal, have done some charity work. So, we are also in a very good situation, maybe the best time that you have throughout the year, the most spiritual time, the purest condition that you have, is in Laylatul Qadr. So, everything is working so that you can have the best, inshallah, destiny in the next 12 months. We must be very thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has planned this for us. And then, what happens is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of His generosity and mercy rewards in a very especial way whatever we do in Laylatul Qadr. Because Allah knows how needy we are. Allah knows that our actions are not enough. If you look at your actions and compare it to what Allah has given you, you find that there is no way to compare. In Dua Abu Hamza, Somali, Imam Zain al-Abidin says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ما أَعْمَالِنَا فِي When we want to weigh our actions and your blessings and bounties, we cannot measure them, we cannot you know, compare them with each other. Whatever we have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even if we do something good it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, still we cannot do that much good, we waste lots of time, lots of opportunities and sometimes you know I tell people that imagine even if we say all our prayer, we fast, we go for hajj, uh, still how much is the value of that? Most of our prayers, you know, if not all, we do it without presence of heart. So we must just ask Allah to forgive us for our prayer. We say, uh, in du'a Araf, Imam Hussain salam says, Allahi, the one whose good actions are bad actions, man who masawi, his good actions are bad actions, So, what about his bad actions? If we really understand the way we pray, how it, you know, can be interpreted by the angels, for example, or the people, you know, are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would ask forgiveness for our prayers. Oh Allah, please forgive us. This was not the way that I was supposed to pray. This is not the way that you... A stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are thinking about something else this is very impolite one person used to say prayer and changing his place so people asking why you keep changing your place he said because when I say my prayer it goes to heaven and then it will be sent back so it may hit me I change my place because then I don't want to be hit by my prayer so certain duas and prayers are always sent back but still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says okay I accept this from you I don't at least you know punish you for this but it's too little Imam Ali alayhi salam says ah min qillat al he feels Painful when he thinks of his provision. He says, my provision is too little. He says, when I think of the journey that I have in front of me and too little provision that I have, I am very worried. Who can say he has more provision than Imam Ali? A person that was the first man to embrace Islam, even when he was not yet baliq, he was just ten years old, he spent all his life protecting Islam, the Prophet, teachings of the Prophet, and was finally martyred. He says, Ah min So, our actions by themselves are not significant. But what happens is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, if you do your best I will come and help you I will multiply the rewards of your actions You do one thing I reward you 10 times Man ja'a bil hasana falahu asru amsalaha But man ja'a bi sayyi'ah fala yuzza illa You do... One bad action, okay, one punishment. One for one. But if you do one good action, ten times more. And this is the minimum. The minimum reward for good actions is ten times. But it can be more. Sometimes it can be hundreds. For example, Allah says for the people who give charity, أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلْ فِي كُلِّ سُمْبُلَةٍ حَبَّةٍ The example of people who spend their money for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like a person who plants one seed of wheat and it becomes 700 seeds. So you give one pound, it becomes 700 pounds. And still he says, وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ even multiplies this, so it may, may become 1,400, 2,100. Or when you, for example, go to certain places, like turak a prayer in Masjid al-Nabi, is rewarded many times. Turaq a prayer in Masjid al-Haram, even more. Salat al if the number exceeds 10, no one can measure the reward for salatul jamaah When it comes to the months of Ramadan, reciting one ayah is like reciting the whole Qur'an. So, in this way, we become very hopeful. When we look at Allah's generosity and Allah's mercy, we realize that there is a chance for us. And this is why... Although Imam Ali says, "Ah," he says, "My provision is too little and the journey is too long." His grandson, Imam Zainul Abidin says, Enna masafah. The one who is traveling towards you has short distance in front of him. Why? Because before you start the journey, the distance is too long. But when you start your journey, then Allah makes it short by coming towards you. And The one who has started, has traveled towards you, he has short distance. Allah doesn't expect you to come all the way. But he says, at least you come a few steps. You come one step, I come much more towards you. You walk, I run. This is Allah's mercy. It's like, for example, you know, you have a friend, you want to visit him. So, he says, I come all the way, for example, you know, imagine is, for example, in Australia. He says, I come all the way by plane from Australia to London Heathrow Airport. You just come to airport, we see each other. So, the distance between you and your friend is very long distance. But, he says, just come to the Heathrow, and I will come all the way from Australia to Heathrow. Then we can meet each other. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his servants... Please make fewer steps, do a little effort. I will bless your actions, I will make them grow. And therefore you find that there is great chance for, inshallah, our happiness if we know how to do this business with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives always the best price. No one gives you the price that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. Because first of all, no one doesn't have that wealth, that treasure, and second, no one that has much love that Allah has for you. So He gives you so much that you would be fully pleased with Him, and even you would be embarrassed. Oh Allah, how much are you giving to me? Inshallah, once I have to explain this for you, but because the topic doesn't allow, so just briefly at the moment, but inshallah in future... When it comes to Allah's forgiveness in this months of Ramadan, which is months of forgiveness, Allah treats in the way which is unbelievable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, with respect to your good actions, I reward you much, much more than what you have done. When it comes to bad actions, if you have not repented, just one punishment for one action if you have repented i will forgive you i am not going to ask how many sins you have committed why you have committed just you repent and i will forgive and not only that not only he is ghafirudhamb he forgives the sins he wipes out or wipes off your sins. It means that there will be no trace of your sin. And inshallah, I will explain this. And sometimes, even he has more. He transforms your sins into good actions. Look at Allah's generosity. So, some people commit sins. On the day of judgment, it would be very disgraceful if in front of everyone, the record of a'mal are given and people realized what sins you know, we have done in front of everyone, in front of Ahlul Bayt, it's very bad. It's much worse than being humiliated in this world. So, when we repent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does He do? He forgives. But, to be forgiven is not enough. Why? Why? Because imagine, everyone knows that you have committed these sins and are forgiven. But still they know that they have, you have committed this. Like a person who wants to get employed. So they put in his record that this person made such a crime, but later was forgiven. And still, this is bad. Everyone knows that he has committed this crime. So what Allah does, is covers. تَكْفِيرُ السَّيِّعَاتِ Puts... Something like tipex on the scenes, so that no one can see what is there. But even when there is tipex, it still is bad, because they know there must be something wrong. Why there is tipex? If there was something good, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Yam Makes it completely wiped off. But again there is a problem. And that is, you have lost the opportunity. Okay, it's blank. But it means that you lost the opportunity. You didn't do anything good. Maybe five years, ten years, you didn't say your prayer. And it is forgiven and it is blank. No one knows. But ten years, you could have done lots of Abada. Yeah? So what about that loss? Allah says, Okay, now I transform your bad actions into good actions. So this person, look at his record, he says, there must be a mistake. When I was 15 to 25, I didn't say my prayer, but here it says that it has, he has said his prayer properly. He feel you know, that It must be a mistake, but say no, it's not a mistake. Because you sincerely repented, Allah has ordered us to change all bad actions into good actions. He was spending money on gambling. Now it is written he has paid this money to poor people, to the orphans, all sadaqah. Yubaddilu sayyat bil hasana. Even Imam Zainul Abedin a.s. says, يَا مُبَدِّلَ مِنَ الْحَسَنَاتِ Not only he puts one hasana in, instead of one sayya, he puts several hasana instead of one sayya. And this is for the people who feel terrible, why I have wasted my life in disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, okay, if you are really sorry, if from now on you show that you are sincere, don't worry about the past. I will sort out your past so much that you don't feel any loss. But from now on, be careful. Now on be sincere and honest with me, I will sort out your past. His Rahma has no limit. So, In this Laylatul Qadr, which is the time that you find Allah to be the most generous and the most merciful. This is the time that you can understand His mercy better than anyone and in any other time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do something and I will reward you as you have been doing this in 1,000 months or even more. Now I want to read for you a beautiful hadith from Imam alayhi salam. This hadith is narrated by Ali ibn Ibrahim al-Qummi. And he quotes from his father Ibrahim ibn Hashim and then finally Zurara and Muhammad ibn Muslim from Hamran. That Hamran asked Imam Baqir about in anzalnahu fi Zalnahufi Laylatin mubarakah. Imam said, Naam Laylatul Qadr. This Laylatin Mubarak is Laylatul Qad Wahyafi Ramadan It is in every month of Ramadan, last ten nights. In the last 10 I told you yesterday that some hadith said the last 10 nights. Some hadith says 19, 21, 23rd, some say 21, 23rd. So, this is the night that Quran was revealed. Allah says, in this night, all the firm decisions are made. Then Imam said, <coughs> everything which is going to happen in the next twelve months, good or bad, obedience or disobedience, birth, death, sustenance, everything is decided in Laylatul Qadr. Then the narrator says, Oh Imam, what does it mean Laylatul Qad is better than 1000 months? Imam says, al fiha. A good action, a righteous deed in Laylatul Qad. Minas-salat, prayer, zakat, wa al-khair, Whatever good you do, maybe you visit someone who is ill, you visit a relative, you pick up phone and phone your parents, whatever you can do from good actions, is better than doing the same thing in 1,000 months, لَيْلَةُ Of course, 1,000 months without Laylatul Qadr. Because if it is 1,000 months, which has months of Ramadan inside, so the comparison is not working. Means 1000 months without Laylatul Qadr. And then look at this beautiful sentence. Look at this. Some of you may say, Why so much reward? It's too much. Imam says, Lawla, ma wa ta'ala ma If It were not that Allah multiplies the rewards for Mu'mineen, they would not be able to reach. They would have all died on the way towards the destination. No one would be able to reach the destination. Because they don't have enough provision. Allah knows that. So Allah says, okay, you do something and I will come and help you. I will increase your reward." Imam says, Ma balagun. No one was able to reach. How much is the distance between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much provision you need for an eternal life? If you want to go from London to Birmingham, you need little provision. If you want to go from London to Mecca, Medina, you need more. If you want to go from here to Mars or Moon, If you want to go towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much provision you need? Or how much provision you should have that when it is divided to infinite, which is eternal life, then it remains something. You know that every number, when it is divided to infinite, would be epsilon. Yeah? So it is only Allah's generosity that comes and rescues us. (laughs) وَلَا كَنَّ اللَّهِ يُضَاعِفُ لَهُمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies for them their good deeds بِحُبَّنَا When they have the love for the Ahlul Bayt, for the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps them and let them join the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt alayhimu salam. So, this is a very A special opportunity, this is the best offer that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has throughout the year. The best time for worshipping, for praying, for doing good things. Even if you, for example, want to do something good, make the niyyah in Laylatul Qadr, even if you are going to do it later. For example, if every month you pay certain amount of sadaqah, try to leave it aside in Laylatul Qadr, so that inshallah you will get the reward, in a very multiple, for example, you want to pay every month, I don't know how many pounds, if you can, put all the money aside in Laylatul Qadr, and then gradually pay it, this makes the reward much more, so, this is the blessing of Laylatul Qadr, Another thing that we want to talk is the other side. So, this is what we have to do. But the other side is what the angels and the ruh do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tanazzalul malaikatu ruh. The angels and the spirit descend. There is a Disagreement about a spirit. Who is this spirit? Who is this ruh? Normally, our non shia brothers, they say this is Jebrail. This is the same spirit which brings the Quran. But according to our hadith, ruh is different from Jebrail. Ruh is not one of the angels. This ruh. Because it says, Tanazzalul Malaika warruh," The angels in addition to the spirit. For example, a person asked Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, Is this spirit the same as Gabriel, Jibra'il? Imam said, Jibra'il Min al-Malaika warruh, A'avamu min al-Malaika Gabriel is one of the angels, although it is an archangel, angel, but it's one of them. It's the best of them, but one of them. Ruh is greater than angels. Al-Ruh, min al-Mala'ika. And then Imam said, alaysa Allah azza wa ruh Doesn't Allah say that angels and the spirit descend? So it means that this is different from angels. There is also hadith from Imam Alayhi salam it says, Min This is a creation of Allah, which is greater than Jibrail. So, this creation of Allah, which is greater than Jibrail, with the angels, they bring down all the affairs. They come from heaven, from kingdom of Allah, from Malakut, and they bring all the affairs. Where do they descend? Is there any airport, any place that they go, any geographical location that they go and descend there? No. It's not a physical, you know, issue. If you have a little you know, logic, you would realize that they must choose the highest place to descend in this world. In this dunya where is the highest place, where is the highest position, the highest thing in dunya is the heart of the Hujjah of Allah, the Hujjah of Allah who is living, so he is in this world. His heart is the place that they descend, and this is mentioned in many hadiths. But I give you one verse from the Quran. If someone, you know, says, you know, I don't believe in your hadith, I give you one verse from the Quran in Surat ghafir which is chapter 40 number 15 allah says darajat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who raises the ranks and he is the owner of the throne yulqar ruh he sends the spirit man min he sends the spirit to those of his servants that he wills So, ruh comes down to people, not to any, for example, town or mountain or desert. Ruh comes to a person, but which person? The person that Allah is pleased with. So, at every age, there is one person who is in the highest position, who is the closest person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would be the host. He would receive the angels and the spirit. In Dua Nudbe we have a beautiful expression. We say, Aynas bain Where is the link between the earth and heaven? Imam zaman salam is the link between the earth and heaven. If Imam al-Zaman is not there, we are lost. Everything is destroyed. <laughs> we would not be able to survive. It's like, a, for example, planet, if loses the direction, goes out of the the route that it must go. It will hit other things and it will be finished. Or if, for example, a plane loses control, it will have accident, crash. This link between the earth and heaven is the hujah of Allah. At one time was the Prophet At one time was Imam Ali at this time is Imam Zaman at Jallallahu Ta'ala Farajah sharif So, the night of Qadr is the night of the Qur'an and the night of the Hujjah of Allah. And interestingly, even the Qur'an is the link between us and heaven. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, this is the rope which is extended between the heaven and the earth, and we have many hadiths. Gradually, I will read for you some of those hadiths when I want to talk about the qualities of the Quran, which says Quran is hablul Mateen. Quran is a very a strong rope. So, we have two connections, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, two connections with heaven. One is the Quran, and one is the Hujjah of Allah. And I have to say, two living connections. Quran is living. Quran is alive. Quran is not dead. Two living connections. In the night of Qadr, when you want to do a'mal, what do you do? You do tawassul to the Qur'an and Ahlul Bayt. You open Qur'an in front of you. You put Qur'an on your head. Why? Because Qur'an is the link. With the help of Qur'an, you get connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With the help of the hujjah of Allah, you get connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these two links are very important and they will be there till the end of this world. They will not be separated from each other till they enter the Prophet and near the fountain of Khawhthar. So night of Qadr is very important night because this connection in its best and strongest condition. In the way that everyone can benefit and those who are sharp, those who are pure, they can feel it. Even sometimes it has impact on physical world. For example, there is a hadith that says one of the signs of Laylatul Qadr is that the weather can be very nice. If it is in Summer, it's not the very hot night. It's the best night of that summer. If it isn't winter, it's the best night of that winter. The weather is very peaceful. It's very nice. Of course, nowadays, you know, we have damaged everything, but this is what it is in original condition that Allah has planned. So even the nature would feel this difference even animals can feel this difference unfortunately we don't receive you know many signals which are there but at least alhamdulillah we have this in the hadith and in the quran so the strongest connection between us and heaven is in laylatul qadr therefore we should be alert we should be awake And inshallah, tomorrow I will explain more that if we are not awake, what happens in Laylatul Qadr? Why we should be awake? Why is it not just enough that we are alive? Okay, I am alive. Why I should be awake? I will inshallah explain this more inshallah tomorrow. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us inshallah able to understand Laylatul Qadr, to witness Laylatul Qadr. May Allah make this month of Ramadan a very, inshallah, special and blessed month of Ramadan for all of you. May Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive all our sins and mistakes. May Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, enable us to feel the purity of a person who is forgiven. A person who is forgiven is very pure, is innocent. If, inshallah, we can feel that, it would be great, inshallah, assurance for us. May Allah make our Imam Zaman pleased with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answer all du'as of Imam Zaman for us and his Shia and his community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal all brothers and sisters who are ill. May Allah make all the poor people rich. May Allah inshallah give security and safety to all the people of the world, especially those who suffer in Palestine, in Bahrain, in any part of the world. May Allah forgive all marhomeen who are expecting us to remember them in these holy nights, these blessed night, days and nights. They expect us to remember them and do something for them. May Allah inshallah enable them to be with Ahlul Bayt musalam. May Allah forgive your parents and for parents and teachers and ulama and the martyrs and marajah. And may Allah make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life. Wa akhiru da'wana an rabbil